Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk, with Pastor Emery Moss. Welcome to the program. If you're interested in apologetics, if you're interested in Christian living, if you're interested in biblical studies, then you are interested in this program. The name of the program is Bible Talk, where... You can call in with your very own questions if you have them. However, you need to pass them along to Marcus. He's there to take your questions, and he will be giving those questions on the air. Uh, but definitely give him a, a call during a break sometime and uh, let him know what your question is. It may have something to do with my topic. It may not. But either way, okay, we're going to be dealing with the Word of God. That is what Bible Talk is all about. And I do expect a special visitor today. That's right, uh, Thelma. Uh, one of our office managers is going to call uh, and tell you some things about uh, Strictly Biblical and our reopening. Okay? She knows all the details. I don't. So we'll wait when she calls, and we'll be talking to her. Right now, what you need to do is get out your Bibles. That's right, get out your Bibles, as we will be dealing with solving problems in Scripture. Solving problems in Scripture. What is that about? Apologetics. Our job is not only to teach the Word of God, but also to defend the Word of God against those who come against it. Our job is to prove all things hold fast to that which is true. First Thessalonians 5.21, and that's what we expect to do. And in this segment, and I always like to say that, uh, uh, that uh, Strictly Biblical is a Sunday school teacher's best friend. Why? Because you know, if you teach Sunday school, if you are a teacher of a Sunday school class, or if you're in any teaching arena at your church, people always have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful questions. Now, I'm one of those pastors who loves questions. I love them. Uh, because, uh, first of all, it's good for me. It gets my brain to working, and it gets the brain of students to working as well, and it gets, it gets God a chance to bless us uh, by illuminating, illuminating us with what the understanding of scriptures are. So no problem at all with the questions that you have. All right, uh, and uh, I'm going to deal with some questions today. It's a part of apologetics. In other words, understand this. If you are teaching the Bible or preaching the Bible to anyone, they will have questions, and questions are legitimate. The questions are legitimate. If no questions are asked, 
then that means that there is no class. There's no such thing as a teaching class without opening up room for questions. And so I do the same thing here. In fact, I've got questions on the list here that I'm going to not only state, but also give an answer to, all right? Give an answer to. Uh, why? Because I know that you need not only the questions, <laughs> but you need the answers to these questions, because you may be uh, facing this tomorrow in one of your Bible studies at your church. Uh, you might be already preparing your Sunday school lesson. I'm going to help you right now, okay? Uh, but if you have questions of your very own, give me a call at area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Ask your question to Marcus, okay? And he will ask your question of me, okay? So we'll save time and get hopefully more uh, callers in. So uh, Marcus will take your question and he will uh, give it to me, and I'll give you the best answer I can. Of course, nobody knows it all. If I have to get back with you, I will, but um, I've been doing pretty good so far in my batting average with dealing with the questions as you call them. So do call them in. Uh, now, what about my question? Solving problems in scriptures? Solving problems in the scripture. Does that mean that there are problems with the text? No, not necessarily. What it means, though, is that there are some questions that we have to the text. There are some things that sometimes are hard to understand unless we use the analogy of faith, which is to compare scripture with scripture, which is what we'll be doing. Sometimes we need uh, historical data. Sometimes we need geographical data in order to understand things in the Bible. So let's get started with one of the first questions, one of the biggest questions that always has been asked of me, okay? The question that has been asked of me every time I get involved in prison ministry. I don't know why this is a question that is mostly asked in prison, but it is, all right? And that question is, but before I tell you that, Sister Moss, say hello to these folks. They don't know you're here next to, right next to me. <laughs> Say something. Don't act shy. Now, you know I'm not shy. Oh, right? yeah, I forgot okay. that <laughs> Well, good evening to our listening audience out there. I pray that you're having a blessed day. And I just want to take this opportunity to say Happy New Year, and may you have a blessed one. All right. Well, she's a short of words. <laughs> now, she'll probably say more. I don't want to get her started. Right. All right. But here's a question that will come up. Okay? And it's a question that can be answered. I don't know why uh, that this was a question always asked of me uh, when I was involved in prison ministries of some kind. Uh, always uh, uh, those that were behind, uh, that were in prison, asked this question. And the question is, where did Cain get his wife? Where did Cain get his wife? Okay? Now, that's a common question. It's a common question. Of course, it, it uh, demands, let us say, a biblical answer, must be a biblical answer to it, because of the fact, well, Adam and Eve, we know about them, but uh, what about uh, Cain and Abel? Where did they get their wives from? Okay? Where could they get them from? Uh, and the problem becomes, well, goodness gracious, uh, was incest involved with this? Uh, is, is that how it happened? That's a question. I'm telling you, it's going to come up. It demands uh, uh, knowing what the scriptures say and also understanding a little bit about uh, progressive revelation. Let me see how things change over time. But first of all, where did Cain get his wife? The blanket straight answer to the question is this, okay, how he got his wife? He married one of his sisters. You say, what? He married one of his sisters. Then you say, well, it's got to be a contradiction because Leviticus 18 forbids incest. Well, that's right. That's Leviticus 18. That was like hundreds of years later. 
when man first started out, okay, before the law, this was allowed, okay? Because where else were the kids going to come from? Now, they were separated from each other, however. They were separated from each other by years. I mean years, okay? And I'm going to explain this to you. Let me take you to the Bible and give you some of the definitive passages. In fact, uh, this one here pretty much is all you need uh, to give an answer to this particular uh, uh, difficulty, so-called. Here, in Genesis, and in chapter 5, verse 1, it says, this is the book which actually is the, uh, uh, the uh, Hebrew translation would be a record, because back then uh, they didn't have books. They wrote on things, uh, maybe stones and uh, maybe parts of plants, but not paper. This is the book or the record of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created he them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived 130 years, and he got a son in his own likeness after his image, and called his name Seth. Okay? Then, verse 4, And the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were 800 years, and he begat sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years. Count them. 930 years, and he died. Do you understand that Adam and Eve lived almost for a millennium, okay? The, the millennium that we're looking forward to in the future is a thousand years, and we're talking about he lived 930 years. Can you imagine how many offspring you can produce at, at, with that much time? Well, okay, because the job, Adam and Eve, were to populate the earth, okay? So how did they will create? Of course, uh, uh, they, there was marriage amongst them, okay? There was marriage amongst them. Uh, it was not the sin of incest back then because of the fact that they were separated by like hundreds uh, or could have been even a thousand years in some cases, right? So you didn't have the same disease process and things of that nature that happened. So this was way before uh, incest was a problem. This was a different circumstance altogether. So where did Cain get his wife? One of his sisters far down the line, okay, which would not result in the problems of incest, the kind of deformities that take place, uh, because this was back in the early time of man. But yes, Cain got his wife. It was one of his sisters. Uh, the Leviticus 18 laws and uh, Leviticus 20 laws weren't on the books at that time concerning incest, so that answers that particular question. Uh, and the Bible is real clear on it. Where did Cain get his wife? One of his offspring, uh, no doubt, removed far away from him by years, if not necessarily distance. All right, that's one of the questions that's on the uh, docket there, and there's others yet to come. If you've got a question of your very own, work Marcus. I want him to work. I mean, he works well, but he'll work even harder if you call him with a question and get that question to him so he can uh, pass it along to me. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, Sister Moss, is there anything you want to contribute? No, she's looking at me. She's daring me. <laughs> she's telling me, leave me alone. Leave me alone. But she may get inspired here shortly. All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. Let me give you another question. And man, can atheists and agnostics come up with these things, right? And definitely, though, we're prepared for them. 
we should be prepared to talk to Jehovah's Witnesses, to talk to the Unity School of Christianity, Islam, you name it, atheists, agnostics, everything. Our job is to give an answer, not to force anybody to accept it. That's up to them. Our job is just to give them the best answer we can from the Bible. And I would have to admit that there are texts in the Bible that look like they're problem texts, right? They, they look that way, okay? Uh, and so, therefore, it becomes our job when that uh, arises for us to, in fact, solve these so-called appearances of what people say are contradictions in the Bible, okay? One of them is this. In fact, here's where atheists get downright, I mean, just uh, very angry. They get upset with this. And, they, and in fact, atheists, there's an atheistic website where they love to find so-called contradictions in the Bible. I mean, they love it. They spend, rather than trying to find out what the Bible teaches, they want to find out all the uh, so-called contradictions they can. And one of them is this. And they, I mean, when it's presented, it's presented real hard. The atheist would say this. How could God condemn Pharaoh in Egypt, okay, when he was the one that hardened his heart? He hardened Pharaoh's heart, and then after he hardened his heart, he punished Pharaoh for not letting the children of Israel go. Now, what sense does that make? And I mean on these websites, they just tear it to pieces. Okay? <laughs> but what happens is their uh, premises and their positions are not as difficult to answer as it seems. The Bible does have an answer to this. Okay? How did God harden Pharaoh's heart? Well, we'll let the Bible be the one that gives the answer to that, okay? So, as long as you got your Bible, we're ready to go. Remember, as uh, we talk about this, the number still to call is area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, dealing with solving problems in Scripture, solving problems with Scripture. Notice here, over in Exodus chapter 4, verse 21, where it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine heart. But I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. There's the verse that's in question, used by atheists and agnostics, right? Okay, He says once again, uh, that I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. And man, that sounds kind of rough when you first look at it, right? What is going on here? What is happening? Okay. What does it mean that God hardens his heart? And if God hardens his heart, how could he be responsible? Well, what we have to do, remember always in any discussion, uh, in any uh, discussion, whether we call it a debate or not, is to define our terms. What does hardening heart mean? Does it mean God reaching down his hand into a person's soul or his heart and causing him to do what he wants him to do and forcing him to do it and hardening, him, hardening his heart so he can't accept uh, the truth? Uh, I don't think so. Because if that's so, we've got to uh, uh, recognize that uh, scripture, uh, scripture interprets Scripture. Right? Scripture interprets Scripture. Definitely the Bible says that God hardened his heart, but how did he do it? Let's go to Exodus. Exodus chapter 8. Uh, in verse uh, 13, where it says, And the Lord did according to the word of Moses, and the frogs, talking about the plagues now, 
and the frogs died out of the houses. First guided by the plague of frogs over there. Oh, it must have been horrible. All over the place in Egypt, okay? Uh, and, and so, but it ceased, okay? Uh, just God was doing this to turn, turn, uh, to turn Pharaoh around. And the frogs died out of the houses, out of the villages, and out of the fields. And they gathered them together upon heaps, and the land stank, okay? And when the law, when Pharaoh saw, okay, when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, in other words, the frog plague that came when he saw that uh, God retreated from it because he was giving Pharaoh an opportunity to change his mind. But when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. Okay? So when Pharaoh saw that there was respite, he hardened his heart. That's not talking about God. Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Yeah. Okay? When he saw the plagues, he was scared. But once the, uh, the plagues were taken back by God, he hardened his heart again. So in other words, we're beginning to see there's something that we add to the equation. It wasn't just God who hardened Pharaoh's heart, but Pharaoh had something to do with it also. Oh, yes. Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, we can go other places to find this as well. That's not the only place. Same place here. In Exodus chapter 8, look at this one. And in verse 31, okay, in verse 31, we'll start at verse uh, 29. Let's uh, give ourselves a head start here. Verse 29. And Moses said, Behold... I go out from thee, and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh. Because here, God was sending these plagues on him, all right, to, to cause him to release his people. Uh, he said, from his servants and from his people tomorrow. But let not Pharaoh deal deceitfully anymore, and not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. And, uh, and the Lord did according to the word of Moses, and he removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from his people, and there remained not one. Then, look at verse 32, and Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, and would not let the people go. So now, we can put this in perspective. Did God harden Pharaoh's heart? Yes. How did he do it? By bringing these plagues upon Egypt, okay? But God knew full well that every time he brought a plague, unless Pharaoh repented, he was going to harden his heart. God didn't make him harden his heart. He chose to harden his heart when he did not respond to the plagues that God gave. That is exactly what it says in verse 32. And Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also. Neither would he let the people go. Finally, he relented. But we can say that God hardened his heart. How did he do it? by causing the miracles to take place and the plagues to take place. Had there been no plagues, then there would have been nothing for Pharaoh to harden his heart about. He hardened his heart because of the fact that he wanted to resist the miracle power that God was bringing. Now, you can do the same thing. You can harden a person's heart. Let me tell you how you can do it. If you know, uh, some of you uh, work with atheists or agnostics, you know. You have jobs where there's people who don't believe in God, and they talk about him all every day. Well, if you want to harden their heart, all you've got to do is go to work, okay? You can try it. I tried it before. It, it worked, okay? You go to work, find one of, these, one of these hardened atheists, and say to them, just say this. It's all you've got to say to them. Make sure you find a, a, the har hardest uh, atheist you can and say, God bless you. <laughs> now, what you said was absolutely fine. It was good. 
But every time you say to one of them, God bless you, they turn away, take your God and go. Some of them curse. Okay? Now, did you make them do that? No, no. Okay? It was their reaction to the very mention of God that brought out that reaction. Now, remember, there's some nice atheists out there, but some of them are pretty ornery. And so, therefore, when you talk about God, okay, uh, and you, in fact, you say, God bless you, that's a good thing. But since they are the enemies of God, then they harden their hearts. Did you hide? In a sense, if you never told them God bless you, they wouldn't have said anything. But actually, they are responsible for not wanting the blessing that came from God. Number 12, area code 866-423-9578. Going to take a break. We'll be back with more. If you're thinking about replacing your windows, I want you to think about plastic. That's right, plastic. Most windows are made out of vinyl, which is just a fancy word for plastic. You know, the same thing they make those flimsy, cheap outdoor chairs from. Plastic. The same thing you put your sandwich in or they make water bottles from. Plastic. Even expensive composite windows are really just plastic made with wood. Plastic window frames will expand and contract and expand and contract and eventually warp in Michigan's nasty weather blender. Here's a better idea. Call Performance Remodeling for heavy-duty fiberglass windows that won't warp, won't bend, and won't lose their shape. They look fantastic and come with real lifetime guarantees. We can do that because they're made from fiberglass, not plastic. Call Performance Remodeling today at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com and replace all the windows in your house for as little as $2 a day. $2 a day. That's 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd to 11th. Journey through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world to see iconic sites straight from Scripture. For details and to reserve your spot today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel. That's faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And, and we're, we're the, the owners, owners of South Coast, Coast Tax. As we enter 2021, we are filled with hope for what is to come and gratitude for what has already passed. With our Lord by our side, this year will be filled with joy, love, happiness, and success. Let's not allow 2020 to define who we are. Let's tackle 2021 head on and get rid of the taxes today. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all of the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal to finish what God has started and put the IRS debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today.
All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Uh, and even though I'm dealing with an issue here, solving Bible, uh, Bible difficulties, so-called contradictions in the text, that does not stop you from uh, calling in and giving a question to Marcus so he can ask me on the air. Right now, though, got to stop the train just for a little bit and talk to uh, uh, Thelma. How you doing, Thelma? I'm I'm good, Pastor. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Good to have you on the air because there's something that you need to break down to the uh, listening audience uh, that I can I cannot do uh, because you have all this uh, information at the tip of your fingers here. We're going to reopen the church, but uh, uh, just give us a feel of what that process is like. Um, what it is, uh, Myosha has a COVID nineteen readiness and response plans, and Myosha is OSHA of Michigan what the state and OSHA department has requirements before uh, businesses or organizations can open safely for the public to enter. And that entails ensuring safety protocols for the church attendees, volunteers, employees, and vendors, including administrative and or engineering controls, which is having ongoing COVID-19 training for anyone working or volunteering in the church. PPE, which is personal protection equipment, having that in stock ongoing for use for all the ministries and also the attendees, anyone in the building, and also ensuring proper building ventilation. Uh, also, social distancing placement for all possible ministry scenarios. And we're currently waiting, still waiting on plexiglass placement in the sanctuary and other essential areas in the church. And also for all ministries that are comfortable with coming into the church to complete their individual COVID-19 preparation plans. And if there's any volunteers for Strictly, uh, our phone number is 313-933-9270. And any support that any people can send, that would be great as well. All right. How long do you think it will be before we are uh, uh, back in action in terms of opening up the church? We had, a, we had a tentative date of January 21st, but we don't have all the – it's just based on the cooperation of all of the uh, ministries to get their areas done. So – looking like possibly February, you know, as soon as we can get that glass, that's the biggest thing, the plexiglass inside of the church. That's a pretty big one um, to protect everyone in the church. So possibly February. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we'll be going senior. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get it up before then, but all we can do is the very best we can. And if anybody wants to uh, uh, know more information about this, uh, well, uh, actually you put it on the uh, uh, on the church uh, uh, phone so they can call and we'll just give them the basic information. But uh, we're, uh, definitely reopening is what we want to do. Until then, we're just going to have to keep doing the very best we can with all of the stuff that we have uh, online. And I uh, thank you, Thelma, for your great work, and, uh, and keep on top of this for us. Oh, I sure will, Pastor. Have a great day. Okay, you too. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. One thing is great. It's so great to have so much technology that we're still able to operate ministries just like everybody's doing, uh, uh, despite uh, all of the uh, roadblocks to us getting uh, together back in our regular assemblies. But that's coming, my friends. Uh, definitely, uh, it's good to, to see that uh, the devil cannot stop the Word of God from going forth. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Any questions you have about the Bible, about the Word of God, 
they can be off topic, doesn't matter. Marcus is there waiting. He's got an ink pen or pencil in his hand. He's ready to write your question down. Uh, if you, uh, so as soon as you give it to him, and he'll ask it of me here. So all you've got to do is talk to him. Area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Now, this next question I'm going to ask you um, is going to be the one that I want you to answer yourself. All right? Answer yourself. Okay? Uh, uh, and it's this. Is there a place in the Bible where Joshua commanded the sun to stand still. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Get out a, uh, an ink pen, uh, get out a pencil, get out a piece of paper, put down there yes or no, true or false. Here's the question. Is there a place in the Bible where Joshua commanded the sun to stand still? If that is in the Bible and you think it is, put down yes. If you don't think that's what the Bible says, put down no. Okay? What do you think? Okay? What do you think? Let me give you the answer. Let me give you what I think is the best biblical answer. You might have heard something different in your church. You might have heard this from a, one of those um, kind of word faithy kind of preachers who say that you can speak things into existence, you can call things that are not as though they are, just like Joshua did. But I'm here to tell you that the answer to that question about Joshua commanding the sun to stand still is absolutely 100% wrong. It is. <laughs> Joshua could not command the sun to do nothing. He couldn't command it to do anything at all. Understand me. Okay? Understand me. Uh, in fact, not only could Joshua not do it, but nobody could do that except for God. Now, someone is saying, someone already is turning in their Bible. I can, I can hear it from here. They're turning in their Bible just as quick as they can. Oh, I know he's got to be wrong now, because I know that that was done. Oh, that was done. No, it wasn't. I know where you're going. I'm right there with you. At Joshua chapter 10. Joshua chapter 10, verse 12. Joshua 10 and 12, where it says, Then spake Joshua to the Lord, in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. Okay? Now look at the text. Look at what the text said. I don't care what your preacher said, okay? unless he's going by the Bible. Oh, if he's preaching the Bible, right on. That's what I'm looking for. When a pastor stands up in the pulpit, he's got a Bible, I'm with him. Okay? Now, I'm the kind of guy... If I go there and the pastor doesn't preach from the Bible, then I, I don't stay. I don't. I want the Bible. You got the Bible, I'm in. Okay? But it's got to be from the Bible. Notice what actually happened. Okay? Uh, is this an example of Joshua calling things that are not as though they are? Let's look at the complete text. Over in Joshua chapter 10, verse 12. It says, Then spake Joshua, for the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. Okay? Now, look at this. Then spake Joshua to the Lord. The first thing that Joshua did, he didn't speak anything. He spoke to the Lord first. Okay? In other words, he prayed. <laughs> he went to the Lord. 
Then spake Joshua to the Lord. In the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel, and he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and hastened not to go down about a whole day. And there was no day like it. Okay? Now look at this. Verse 14 is very instructive. I'm telling you what the Bible says, right? In verse 14, and there was no day like that, before it or after it. Okay? Verse 14, and there was no day like that, before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man, for the Lord fought for Israel. In other words, it was not Joshua who did it, it was God who did it. Joshua speaking to the Lord, what do we call that? Prayer. That's exactly what it is. He didn't command God to do anything. He prayed to God. And then God answered what his request was and did it. Because okay? that's the only way things get done. Things are not happening because of your words. Get this clear. Things are not happening because of your words, because you speak it, because you name it, because you claim it. No, that's not the way it works. It always works. Like what it says in Lamentations, and in chapter 3, verse 37, this is how it works every time. Here's what it says in Lamentations 3, 37. Who is he that saith, and it comes to pass when the Lord commands it not? Okay? Oh, look at it. Who is he that says it, and it comes to pass when the Lord commands it not? Okay? Out of the, the mouth of the Most High, not your mouth. Out of the mouth of the Most High proceeds not evil and good, right? So in other words, you don't get anything unless God commands it. Your job is to pray to God. He's the one who makes the commands. I'm here to tell you, the worst blasphemy that can be visited on the church is for you to believe that you can speak things into existence. You cannot. The Bible never tells you anywhere that you can. And I'm showing you the scriptures right now that drop bombs on one of the most falsest belief systems that we see in the church today. Now, not only here, over in Psalms uh, 33. Psalms 33 and verse 9. Notice this, that we'll read into it as well. Psalms 33, Psalms 33 and verse 7 where it says, He gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Then, verse 8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, not you spake, for he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The only one who can call things that are not as though they are. The only one who can speak things into existence is God. Understand that. So therefore, don't let people take uh, verses and use them out of context to teach something, friends, that they really just don't teach. Uh, And that's unfortunately what's happening all over. Um, And then then follow what I call the Bible rule. If uh, you're getting preaching or teaching and there's no Bible being used, then you're not getting preaching, and you're not getting teaching. Amen? Amen. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578.
Area code 866-423-9578. If you're on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. If you have a question, uh, just give it to uh, Marcus. He will take your question, and he will ask it here. All right? So that's all you've got to do. And uh, if you call right away, you can get your question in now as I continue to look at uh, solving problems in Scripture. Solving problems in Scripture. Okay? Uh, uh, Marcus, time for a break. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. On the upcoming Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise with Alistair Begg, you'll be surrounded by the fellowship of like-minded travelers and worship with Grammy Award-winning Laura Story and singer-songwriter Michael O'Brien. Share how Christ is deepening your faith in this once-in-a-lifetime teaching and travel experience. Join us for this unforgettable Alaska cruise coming in the summer of 2021 by calling 855-565-5519. Or log on to DeeperFaithCruise.com for all the details. This is Daryl Wood. By now, you've all heard me talk about my pillow and how it has literally changed the way I sleep. The pillows don't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape, and they're made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen premium my pillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a queen-size premium, but Mike's extending its 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square and use the promo code RUNTOWIN. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dreams bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-919-5912, 800-919-5912, and use the promo code RUNTOWIN at checkout. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, is MyPillow.com. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. If 
to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. And if you're wondering how to support this program, and we've had some great uh, folks out there in the body of Christ who have sent donations to support our radio ministry, Bible Talk, uh, and we're going to be announcing uh, just their first names and uh, reading something from their letters. In fact, Sister Moss is going to get a few of them right now and, uh, and uh, come out and read them. We definitely appreciate all the uh, uh, donations that you send. You can send them to P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Okay. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries, and that's exactly how it will be used. Uh, it costs us about uh, $2,000 a month to keep this program going, but what could be more precious than the Word of God? Okay. Sister Moss? Yeah. Uh, yes, Sister Moss is going to come and um, read just the first name of the persons and uh, give the amount that they gave. Uh, Sister Moss? Good evening once again, and we just thank you so much for your generous donations, and we just admonish you to keep those donations coming in because this is listener-supported. We have a donation from Thomas and Susan from Shelby Township, $300. We have Wanda of Detroit, $200. We have Judith uh, from Birmingham, Michigan, $100. We have Desmond. From Dearborn, $49.25. We have Jacqueline from Detroit, $50. And we have Janet uh, from Romulus, Michigan, $25. All right, and we just want to thank them so very much. And uh, some of those names you've heard have been longtime givers uh, supporting the Bible Talk program. We appreciate that very mu- so very much that people would think enough of the Word of God to give so that it uh, can just continue uh, to be published uh, in Radio Land. So we appreciate it. Remember, send those donations to P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. And uh, we would appreciate it very, very much. All right. Number to call here, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air of Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Remember, uh, on the uh, Tuesday, on the 12th, uh, the 12th of January, our prophecy class will be uh, up and running. Uh, all you have to do is log on to uh, strictlybiblical.org to become a part of that um, uh, online class. Uh, dealing with Bible prophecy, talking about everything from the uh, the second coming of Christ to um, uh, what uh, the book of Revelation uh, in terms of uh, Gehenna, Hades, all that kind of stuff, and especially a discussion of heaven as we um, look into the future and what uh, God holds for us in the future. All right, number to call here, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. I have a talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Still dealing with solving problems in Scripture. Now, I should say this, so-called problems in Scripture, because the unity of the Bible is astounding. Uh, Systematic theology is as good as its name. There is a system, uh, and Scripture interprets Scripture. There's no contradictions found in the Bible. The unity is absolutely awesome throughout the text. So, definitely, all Bible questions... Uh, have Bible answers. Our job is just to find out what those answers are. For instance, one puzzling one that I doubt if we'll get the answer to today, okay? I don't think we will, but still I'm going to sock it to you, so to speak. 
thumb, uh, looking at First Kings 22. First Kings 22. And we have a lot of things going where there was a king who wanted to go wrong. He made up his mind, Ahab, that he was going to do what he wanted to do, despite what God's prophets said. Okay? That's, that's the background to this. His name, some of you know, Ahab, right? And then a, a good king got associated with him, and he should have left Ahab alone. That was Jehoshaphat, right? Uh, so, all of a sudden, the true prophet, Micaiah, the other prophets had been lying. But Micaiah told the truth. And for that, he was in prison, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but definitely, uh, Micah could not support Ahab in his quest to want, want to go and conquer uh, Ramoth Gilead. Okay? He said, you know, God wasn't for it. And he said, I'm going to tell the truth regardless of whether you keep me locked up or not. And then Micah waxed eloquent. And he started telling uh, the king, this wicked king Ahab, what God had shown him. Okay? And at verse 19, he said, Hear thou, therefore, the word of the Lord. That's what Micah said. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing by him in his right hand. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. Then verse 21 and there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of questions that could be asked of this text. And you better believe, if you're teaching a Sunday school class, these questions are going to come out. Yes, they will. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. January 5th, 2021 marks a decisive day in this new year. One that will resonate throughout all of 21 and indeed 2022. That is because Georgia votes today in runoffs for the first two United States Senate seats. It's an election of enormous consequence for the other 49 states because the results will determine whether Republicans or Democrats control the Senate and thus greatly impacting every U.S. citizen. Salem is supporting David Perdue and Kelly Leffler and encouraging Georgians to turn out to return these two incumbents to office. Their opponents, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, are both very left-wing. The Reverend Warnock may, in fact, be the most radical major party candidate of the era. A GOP majority will ensure a check on President-elect Biden. It'll refuse to confirm radical judicial appointments while continuing robust spending on the American military. Georgians, please vote. And if you know anyone in Georgia, please call them and urge them to vote today. I'm Hugh Hewitt. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. 
Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd to 11th. Journey through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world to see iconic sites straight from Scripture. For details and to reserve your spot today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel. That's faithtalkdetroit.com, search keyword Israel. Download the free Radio.com app at the Apple Store or Google Play to listen to WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500 Faith Talk Detroit. Anytime, anywhere, hear the very best in local and national Bible teachings and preaching from ministry leaders across the Motor City and around the country. Discover engaging faith-based programs, inspiring sermons, Christian talk, and local sports on WLQV, FM 92.7, and AM 1500. Stream Faith Talk Detroit live on Radio.com today. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, looking at what could be considered by some uh, a problem in Scripture. Now, of course, it's not, the Scripture doesn't have any problems, but there are some difficult passages that we do need to have illumination and light on. And one of them is what we're looking at in 1 Kings 22, where we have Micaiah coming against King Ahab because he wants to go at war with Ramoth Gilead, uh, and he's got all these false prophets telling him to go. And one true prophet, Micaiah, stands up and says, no way. Okay? And then he says in First uh, Kings twenty-two nineteen, and he said, Hear thou, therefore, the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him in his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade... Ahab, that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead. And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. And, and there came forth a spirit. Wait a minute. First of all, where is God having this conversation at? Is this in heaven? Mm. Okay, that's question number one. Then there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord. Okay and said, I will persuade him. So a spirit came before God and said he would persuade Ahab to go and do something he should not have done? What kind of a spirit is it? Here it doesn't say that it calls it. In fact, seemingly, this spirit has a title. In First Kings twenty-two twenty-two, and the Lord said unto him, well, first let's do 21 again. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Verse 22, and the Lord said unto him, wherewith? Or in other words, how will you do it? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. Wait, wait, stop the train. Okay? A lying spirit, uh, seemingly that God is talking to a number of spirits, 
seemingly angels, one steps forth and says he's going to go and lie. What in the world is this passage talking about? Right? Okay. There came forth the Spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. I will persuade him. And he's a lying spirit. What, what are we talking about here? Notice 22. And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? Okay. And so the Lord asked him a question. He said, in other words, how? How are you going to do it? And the Lord said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And what? And he said, thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also, and go forth, and do so. Then, verse 23, Micaiah, the, the prophet, continues to write, Now therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. Wait a minute, stop the train, somebody got to help me. What in the world is this talking about? Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoken evil concerning thee. Who is it that the Lord is talking to? Where is he talking to them at? Is this in heaven? Is this on earth? Is this in the upper atmosphere? Is, it, is, is he talking to demons? Is he talking to angels? And what in the world is a lying spirit? Is there an answer to this? Yes, there is. It's found somewhere in your Bible. Are you going to get that answer tonight? No way, Jose. You got a sleepless night tonight. That's right. In fact, we won't be dealing with this tonight. We won't be dealing with it on Wednesday, but Thursday, stay tuned. Tune in as we'll continue solving problems in Scripture. And please tell me what a lying spirit from the Lord is. Those of you who are listening to this program, please call in. Write your answer down. Okay? Write it down. I want to see who can get this one right. Okay? So Marcus uh, will be here to take down the answer. I just want that answer to that question, if you know. What is all of this talk about lying spirits from the Lord? What's going on here? Okay? And then God told the lying spirit, do your thing. What is happening? What is and what are lying spirits sent by God? Does the Bible have an answer to this question? Yes. And it's one that must be answered in order for people to understand how God works and also how uh, uh, Satan and demons work as well. So it's, uh, uh, here we have an Old Testament package, a passage that's going to take you very quickly into the New Testament as well. So that's the biggest clue I can give you. Now remember, if you enjoy Bible talk, and we definitely enjoy you listening, send donations to P.O. Box 05877. That's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Uh, 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 please call, call the church. Uh, and get updates on when our official opening with, will be. A lot of things we have to do to get ready uh, so that we can open up in this, uh, you know, uh, Conan virus kind of environment, but we can do it. God is blessing all of us to be able to continue to preach the word by any means possible, and uh, definitely the Church of Jesus Christ is going to gather again just like in the old days. Nothing can stop us from proclaiming the word of God. Remember that address if you want to send donations, P.O. Box 058 Seven seven, that's P.O. Box 
1-800-273-5877. One more time, because if you're like me, I'm pretty slow getting writing stuff down. P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Make out those checks to Bible Boot Camp Ministries. We'd appreciate it very, very much. Uh, and this is Pastor Moss saying keep reading your Bibles. Study. Log on to strictlybiblical.org to find out about our classes and other programs. Uh, uh, definitely and uh, pray for the body of Christ in general, and do pray for Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries. Appreciate all of you for all of your support. And always remember, be ready to open your Bible, to defend the faith. That's right, Bible Talk. That's the name of this program. Uh, in fact, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Talking about the Bible to the law, and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, that's the Bible. It is because there's no light in them. Light comes, friends, from the word of God. And definitely, that's what it's all about. Reading the word of God, studying the word of God, uh, proclaiming it, and also supporting it. God bless you, everyone. This is Pastor Moss. We'll see you next time. by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch. Especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.